Question 41 of Summa Theologica Prima Secundae, Treatise on the Passions. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Prima Secundae, Treatise on the Passions, by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 41. Of fear, in itself, in four articles. We must now consider in the first place fear, and secondly, daring. With regard to fear, four things must be considered. 1. Fear, in itself. 2. Its object. 3. Its cause. 4. Its effect. Under the first head, there are four points of inquiry. First, whether fear is a passion of the soul. Second, whether fear is a special passion. Third, whether there is a natural fear. Fourth, of the species of fear. First article, whether fear is a passion of the soul. Objection 1. It would seem that fear is not a passion of the soul. For Damascene says in On the True Faith 3.23 that Fear is a power by way of systole, that is, of contraction, desirous of vindicating nature. But no virtue is a passion, as is proved in Ethics 2.5. Therefore, Fear is not a passion. Objection 2. Further, every passion is an effect due to the presence of an agent. But fear is not of something present, but of something future, as Damascene declares in On the True Faith 2.12. Therefore, fear is not a passion. Objection 3. Further, every passion of the soul is a movement of the sensitive appetite in consequence of an apprehension of the senses. But sense apprehends not the future but the present. Since then fear is of a future evil, it seems that it is not a passion of the soul. On the contrary, Augustine, in On the City of God 14.5 and following, reckons fear among the other passions of the soul. I answer that, among the other passions of the soul, after sorrow, fear chiefly has the character of passion. For as we have stated above in question 22, the notion of passion implies first of all a movement of a passive power, that is, of a power whose object is compared to it as its active principle since passion is the effect of an agent. In this way, both to feel and to understand are passions. Secondly, more properly speaking, passion is a movement of the appetitive power, and more properly still, it is a movement of an appetitive power that has a bodily organ, 
such movement being accompanied by a bodily transmutation. And again, most properly, these movements are called passions which imply some deterioration. Now it is evident that fear, since it regards evil, belongs to the appetitive power, which of itself regards good and evil. Moreover, it belongs to the sensitive appetite, for it is accompanied by a certain transmutation, that is, contraction, as Damascene says. Confer objection one. Again, it implies relation to evil as overcoming, so to speak, some particular good. Wherefore, it has most properly the character of passion. Less, however, than sorrow, which regards the present evil, because fear regards future evil, which is not so strong a motive as present evil. Reply to Objection 1. Virtue denotes a principle of action. Wherefore, insofar as the interior movements of the appetitive faculty are principles of external action, they are called virtues. But the philosopher denies that passion is a virtue by way of habit. Reply to Objection 2. Just as the passion of a natural body is due to the bodily presence of an agent, so is the passion of the soul due to the agent being present to the soul, although neither corporally nor really present. That is to say, insofar as the evil which is really future is present in the apprehension of the soul. Reply to Objection 3. The senses do not apprehend the future, but from apprehending the present, an animal is moved by natural instinct to hope for a future good, or to fear a future evil. Second article. Whether fear is a special passion. Objection 1. It would seem that fear is not a special passion. For Augustine says in his 83 questions, question 33, that the man who is not distraught by fear is neither harassed by desire nor wounded by sickness, that is, sorrow, nor tossed about in transports of empty joys. Wherefore, it seems that, if fear be set aside, all the other passions are removed. Therefore, fear is not a special, but a general passion. Objection to. Further, the philosopher says in Ethics 6.2 that Pursuit and avoidance in the appetite are what affirmation and denial are in the intellect. But denial is nothing special in the intellect, as neither is affirmation, but something common to many. Therefore, neither is avoidance anything special in the appetite. But fear is nothing but a kind of avoidance of evil. Therefore, it is not a special passion. Objection 3. Further, if fear were a special passion, it would be chiefly in the irascible part. But fear is also in the concupiscible, 
since the philosopher says in rhetoric 2.5 that fear is a kind of sorrow and damascene says in on the true faith 323 that fear is a power of desire and both sorrow and desire are in the concupiscible faculty as stated above in question 23 article 4 therefore fear is not a special passion since it belongs to different powers on the contrary fear is condivided with the other passions of the soul as is clear from damascene in on the true faith two twelve and fifteen i answer that the passions of the soul derive their species from their objects hence that is a special passion which has a special object now fear has a special object as hope has for just as the object of hope is a future good difficult but possible to obtain so the object of fear is a future evil difficult and irresistible consequently fear is a special passion of the soul reply to objection one all the passions of the soul arise from one source notably love wherein they are connected with one another by reason of this connection when fear is put aside the other passions of the soul are dispersed not however as though it were a general passion reply to objection to not every avoidance in the appetite is fear but avoidance of a special object as stated wherefore though avoidance be something common yet fear is a special passion reply to objection three fear is nowise in the concupiscible for it regards evil not absolutely but as difficult or arduous so as to be almost unavoidable but since the irascible passions arise from the passions of the concupiscible faculty and terminate therein as stated above in question 25 article 1 hence it is that what belongs to the concupiscible is ascribed to fear for fear is called sorrow in so far as the object of fear causes sorrow when present wherefore the philosopher says in rhetoric 2.5 that fear arises from the representation of a future evil which is either corruptive or painful in like manner desire is ascribed by damascene to fear because just as hope arises from the desire of good so fear arises from the avoidance of evil while avoidance of evil arises from the desire of good as is evident from what has been said above in question twenty five article two in question twenty nine article two and in question thirty six article two third article whether there is a natural fear objection one it would seem that there is a natural fear for damascene says in 
on the true faith 323 that there is a natural fear through the soul refusing to be severed from the body objection to further fear arises from love as stated above in article two first reply but there is a natural love as dionysius says in on the divine names four therefore there is also a natural fear objection three further fear is opposed to hope as stated above in question forty article four first reply but there is a hope of nature as is evident from romans four eighteen where it is said of abraham that against hope of nature he believed in hope of grace therefore there is also a fear of nature on the contrary that which is natural is common to things animate and inanimate but fear is not in things inanimate therefore there is no natural fear i answer that a movement is said to be natural because nature inclines thereto now this happens in two ways first so that it is entirely accomplished by nature without any operation of the apprehensive faculty thus to have an upward movement is natural to fire and to grow is the natural movement of animals and plants secondly a movement is said to be natural if nature inclines thereto though it be accomplished by the apprehensive faculty alone since as stated above in question ten article one the movements of the cognitive and appetitive faculties are reducible to nature as to their first principle in this way even the acts of the apprehensive power such as understanding feeling and remembering as well as the movements of the animal appetite are sometimes said to be natural and in this sense we may say that there is a natural fear and it is distinguished from non-natural fear by reason of the diversity of its object for as the philosopher says in rhetoric two five there is a fear of corruptive evil which nature shrinks from on account of its natural desire to exist and such fear is said to be natural again there is a fear of painful evil which is repugnant not to nature but to the desire of the appetite and such fear is not natural in this sense we have stated above in question 26 article 1 question 30 article 3 question 31 article 7 that love desire and pleasure are divisible into natural and non-natural but in the first sense of the word natural we must observe that certain passions of the soul are sometimes said to be natural as love desire and hope whereas the others cannot be called natural the reason of this is because love and hatred desire and avoidance imply a certain inclination to pursue what is good or to avoid what is evil which inclination is to be found in the natural appetite also 
Consequently, there is a natural love, while we may also speak of desire and hope as being even in natural things devoid of knowledge. On the other hand, the other passions of the soul denote certain movements, whereto the natural inclination is nowise sufficient. This is due either to the fact that perception or knowledge is essential to these passions, thus we have said in question 31, articles 1 and 3, question 35, article 1, that apprehension is a necessary condition of pleasure and sorrow. Wherefore, things devoid of knowledge cannot be said to take pleasure or to be sorrowful, or else it is because such like movements are contrary to the very nature of natural inclination. For instance, despair flies from good on account of some difficulty, and fear shrinks from repelling a contrary evil, both of which are contrary to the inclination of nature. Wherefore, such like passions are in no way ascribed to inanimate beings. Thus, the replies to the objections are evident. Fourth article, whether the species of fear are suitably assigned. Objection 1. It would seem that six species of fear are unsuitably assigned by Damascene, on the true faith 2.15, namely, laziness, shamefacedness, shame, amazement, stupor, and anxiety. Because, as the philosopher says in Rhetoric 2.5, fear regards a saddening evil. Therefore, the species of fear should correspond to the species of sorrow. Now, there are four species of sorrow, as stated above in question 35, article 8. Therefore, there should only be four species of fear corresponding to them. Objection 2. Further, that which consists in an action of our own is in our power. But fear regards an evil that surpasses our power, as stated above in Article 2. Therefore, laziness, shamefacedness, and shame, which regard our own actions, should not be reckoned as species of fear. Objection 3. Further, Fear is of the future, as stated above, in Articles 1 and 2. But shame regards a disgraceful deed already done, as Gregory of Nyssa says in his On the Nature of Man, 20. Therefore, shame is not a species of fear. Objection 4. Further, fear is only of evil but amazement and stupor regard great and unwanted things, whether good or evil. Therefore, amazement and stupor are not species of fear. Objection 5. Further, philosophers have been led by amazement to seek the truth, as stated in the beginning of metaphysics. But fear leads to flight rather than to search. Therefore, Amazement is not a species of fear. 
on the contrary, suffices the authority of Damascene and Gregory of Nyssa. Confer Objections 1 and 3. I answer that, as stated above in Article 2, fear regards a future evil which surpasses the power of him that fears, so that it is irresistible. Now man's evil, like his good, may be considered either in his action or in external things. In his action, he has a twofold evil to fear. First, there is the toil that burdens his nature, and hence arises laziness, as when a man shrinks from work for fear of too much toil. Secondly, there is the disgrace which damages him in the opinion of others, and thus, if disgrace is feared in a deed that is yet to be done, there is shamefacedness. If, however, it be a deed already done, there is shame. On the other hand, the evil that consists in external things may surpass man's faculty of resistance in three ways. First, by reason of its magnitude. When, that is to say, a man considers some great evil the outcome of which he is unable to gauge. And then there is amazement. Secondly, by reason of its being unwanted, because, to wit, some unwanted evil arises before us, and on that account is great in our estimation. And then there is stupor, which is caused by the representation of something unwanted. Thirdly, by reason of its being unforeseen. Thus future misfortunes are feared, and fear of this kind is called anxiety. Reply to Objection 1. Those species of sorrow given above are not derived from the diversity of objects, but from the diversity of effects, and for certain special reasons. Consequently, there is no need for those species of sorrow to correspond with these species of fear, which are derived from the proper division of the object of fear itself. Reply to Objection 2. A deed considered as being actually done is in the power of the doer. But it is possible to take into consideration something connected with the deed and surpassing the faculty of the doer for which reason he shrinks from the deed. It is, in this sense, that laziness, shamefacedness, and shame are reckoned as species of fear. Reply to Objection 3. The past deed may be the occasion of fear of future reproach or disgrace, and in this sense shame is a species of fear. Reply to Objection 4. Not every amazement and stupor are species of fear, but that amazement which is caused by a great evil, and that stupor which arises from an unwanted evil. Or else we may say that, just as laziness shrinks from the toil of external work, so amazement and stupor shrink from the difficulty of considering a great and unwanted thing, whether good or evil so that amazement and stupor stand in relation to the act of the intellect, as laziness does to external work. 
Reply to Objection 5. He who is amazed shrinks, at present, from forming a judgment of that which amazes him, fearing to fall short of the truth, but inquires afterwards, whereas he who is overcome by stupor fears both to judge at present and to inquire afterwards. Wherefore, amazement is a beginning of philosophical research, whereas stupor is a hindrance thereto. End of question 41. Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.